KRCL, 90.9 FM, HD1 in Salt Lake City, Ogden, and Provo, 96.7 FM in Park City, on the web at krcl.org. Listener-supported community radio. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. Join KRCL and Tree Utah this Saturday as we plant the nearly 80 trees donated by listeners during Fall Radiothon. Meetup is 9 a.m. at the Fife Wetlands Preserve, 952 South, 1100 West in Salt Lake City, rain or shine. More details at treeutah.org. KRCL would like to thank everyone for supporting community radio during Fall Radiothon. And thanks to the Park Cafe, Trader Joe's, and super volunteer Deborah Ray Tuttle for keeping us well-fed throughout the drive. A big thanks from the volunteers, DJs, and staff here at 90.9 FM KRCL. That's right. Thank you to all the folks that pitched in during Radiothon. We appreciate you so much. My name is Shelia, and I'm filling in for Lara Jones. I uh, want to give a big shout-out to my co-host tonight, Eric P. Nelson. That was a fantastic Halloween show. Well done. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Good job, Garfield. I got a 20-second break. I'm ready to go yeah, back into it. Yeah, let's do this. Well, uh, you may have heard, but... Uh, uh, Eric and I are taking over uh, Radioactive <laughs> and we're doing a, uh, we're going to do a feature on a very special ranch that we had the opportunity to go and visit. But uh, first, rallies and resources. Uh, well, it's Halloween and we just want to make sure that everyone out there is safe tonight. And, uh, you know, the amount of pedestrians that are hit by cars is like more than doubled the highest number of any other night. So watch for, uh, you know, Watch for kids crossing the street. Be a safe driver. Be a safe pedestrian. Uh, be careful. And uh, in other spooky news, vote. <laughs> vote. <laughs> it's time to vote. <sighs> All right. So true. Eric, you want to set the stage of what we uh, embarked upon a few weeks ago? Okay. Um, so uh, b- about a year ago, as we usually do, we have Fall Radiothon, and a couple of folks um, named Candace and Tom made a donation to CareSeal's Fall Radiothon. And in their donation comments, they let us know that they were the caretakers of a, a certain infamous ranch near uh, Duchesne um, and longtime fans of KRCL. And uh, you and I pretty much, like, I don't think anyone else really knew what that meant, but you and I lost our marbles. Uh, Robert Robert got it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we were so stoked about this, and we sent them a little KRCL care package. And after months of corresponding back and forth, we were able to stick uh, a date and make our dreams come true, and we got invited to visit the ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... And, and and it it was clear we weren't allowed to sleep on the ranch, <laughs> which was, uh, you know, Reasonable. there's goals. Um, so we were uh, trying <laughs> to figure time. out places to stay. There was a spooky haunted uh, Airbnb uh, on the television show Portals to Hell that we looked into. Um, but then we came across a, a campsite called the UFO Valley Campground and UTV tours. 
which boasts the closest you can legally get and <laughs> the unprecedented views of one of the world's most notorious paranormal hotspots. And we happen to be campers, so we said that's our spot. Yep, booked, booked it. <laughs> and uh, so it wasn't just Eric and I. We uh, brought our whole team of experts, and they actually are joining us right here in studio. Uh, we have Talia Keys, a.k.a. Gulia Keys, uh, local <laughs> local ghost, ghost hunter and creepy doll collector. Also, a KRCL DJ of the show we're here on Saturday nights at midnight. We have Milan Atkinson, our documenter, capturer of all things creative. You want to say hi, Milan? What's up? <laughs> and Mr. Jack Waters, our walking library and fact checker, as well as our human <laughs> that's on the inside, uh, who is a card-carrying member of the Ranch's Insider Club. That's right. A lot of connections to that place. Oh. Happy to be here. <laughs> well, welcome. So uh, we get to the ranch. Jack and I roll in onto the campground pretty late. We had some tire problems, uh, and it was a little unnerving. Uh, we're passing oil rigs, really creepy sounds happening, and uh, it was... I, we had a cat crossed our path, a little kitten. You know, it was no. adorable, but I was terrified. <laughs> um, and then uh, as soon as we arrived... My RV's mileage said 2,666 miles, so I knew we weren't alone. Yes. <laughs> and that number is both demonic, but it's also a great book by Roberto Bolaño. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. after that cat crossed our path, uh, got to the campground and stayed the night. Then the sun peeked over the ridge and the mesa which ended the unknown crepuscular happenings of our surroundings. And the light opened up those stark reds and oranges on the mesa that Utah is blessed with. So we just see these panoramic views, our campground, which is the newly arranged UFO Valley campground. It's yes. breathtaking, shockingly close to the ranch, and has those kinds of campground immaculate toilets that you'd expect in a hospital. I warned you, folks. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> Anyone I, I, else? I Very highly informative. Recommend, <laughs> highly recommend the campground. Anyone else have any comments about our beautiful campground? I know, Milan, you were doing some uh, time-lapse photography, right? How'd those turn out? Well, well, we'll just have to share them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Game on. <laughs> I love the campground. I thought it was incredible. It felt so close. Uh, I could feel the energy. We stayed up all night. We had fires. We uh, did the, the campground things, and it was a full moon. Yes. And there were, everyone can agree that there was sounds all night long of different kinds of animals, coyotes, screaming at one point. Oh, so yeah. A lot of really cool stuff. Geese yeah. flying and honking above our heads <laughs> in the early morning. And we'll be uh, posting uh, the information for that campground in our show notes, so check those out later. But first, a little bit of uh, history. If you have no idea what we're talking about, what ranch we're talking about, there is a ranch about two and a half hours east of Salt Lake called Skinwalker Ranch or the Sherman Ranch. This ranch has a slew of radical rumors that's around it and uh, made headlines a lot back in the 90s when a rancher named Terry Sherman claimed an extremely large amount of cattle mutilations, among other things, after the Sherman families made it the Sherman family made it about like 18 months total on the property living there and then sold it to Vegas billionaire Robert Bigelow. He bought the ranch and teamed up with some of the 
some some top secret agents in some suits, you know, some government folks, and did research on the ranch for over 20 years. And they never released their findings. Of course. And uh, boo. And then they uh, sold the ranch to local real estate tycoon Brandon Fugel, uh, raised in Pleasant Grove, Utah. But he cares deeply about answers, getting more answers and sharing the information with the public. And he has surrounded himself with an awesome team of humans who are treating the ranch with respect and a care that as they search for more answers and uh, they'll continue to share that information with the public. And they're currently doing that via a new TV series on the History Channel called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. This series doesn't focus so much on folklore or rumors, but more like a scientific approach of experiments, trial and errors, cause and effects, and uh, using a process of eliminations to test theories of what or why the ranch is the way it is. So there are a couple of seasons, and most of us has what have we've watched most of the shows. Yeah. Um, the book, uh, the kind of the classic book, Hunt for the Skinwalker, uh, put out a, a while back from George Knapp and Colm Kelleher. Um, we've, my background is with Coast to Coast AM, um, the the overnight spooky radio. Of course it is. Um, <laughs> formerly hosted by the late great Art Bell. Uh, he introduced uh, me to this topic years ago um, into the book. George Knapp wrote that book, still a, a host once a week. Uh, a plethora of YouTube videos, documentaries, and we uh, have gathered some of the following claims that have been made about this space. Um, and again, there are a multitude of, of these things. Um, you want you want to take it away? Oh yeah, I'll just All do right. a rundown. I'll All right, rundown. It'll be like a what is what if what has people said? I got oh. some rundown music for us. Oh, there we go. There go. Well, we've got an indigenous curse after a skirmish between tribes, one of them helping out the colonizing Mormons. We've got portals. Got some floating orbs. Not to mention some magnetic anomalies that also cause technology to malfunction and batteries to drain. <laughs> We've got some cattle mutilations, mysterious caverns, giant wolf-like creatures that seem to be bulletproof and leave no tracks, conveniently. Got some UAPs, the fancy way to say unidentified aerial phenomenon. The new UFO, in other words. We've got some random radioactive spikes, unexplainable health issues, the nearby Bottle Hollow Creek with a Loch Ness-type monster, and so much more. Thank you, Jack. It's perfect. Did you hear that? <laughs> what was that? What's that sound? Oh, the lights just went off. Creepy. I kind of like the random radioactive spikes, because, y'all, this is radioactive. It's true. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we just want to take a moment to do a land uh, acknowledgement. Uh, we do... So the land that this ranch is on is home to the Uinta and White River Utes, and later the Uncompahgre Utes uh, migrated there. And it's all stolen land that was homesteaded out for about a a dollar twenty-five an acre um, back in early nineteen nineteen oh five. We also want to acknowledge that the ranch's name carries a lot of weight that we know nothing about really. And we want to hold space and respect for that. And we're going to use it as little as possible for the rest of the night. Uh, so, yeah, let's 
carry on. Thanks for tuning in and uh, thanks for being on this journey with us. So we uh, we got there like Thursday night, but Saturday was our ranch day. And uh, oh, aside, so this music that we're hearing right now, this is Buffalo Springfield, What It's Worth. And this whole playlist, uh, not only are Candace and Tom awesome caretakers of the ranch and gracious hosts, but they put together a great pay- playlist uh, that it's music they felt strongly connected to while being on the ranch. And so uh, be excited for that. It's going to be some great music coming up. Um, and, and I'm going to cue. This is Some Velvet Morning by Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood. And we'll get working in on things here. We're rolling into the ranch. Uh, all of us in the in the Subaru, packed tightly, we're all excited. Um, what are you trying to say? You're showing me So as we're approaching the gate, there is on our right-hand side a large sign with a stop. That says, only authorized personnel beyond this point. This is a private road. This property is monitored 24-7 by security personnel and multiple surveillance systems. It's true. If you proceed beyond this point, you will be cited for trespassing. We got the invite, though. Yeah, one of the really neat things is we got the invite. Um, There are not many folks that get to make this visit. Uh, What? Trent Reznor was there the weekend before. Post Post Malone Malone got to to show up there. And us. B-Squad. So it it is pretty special that we got to uh, make this little adventure. Absolutely. Uh, Beautiful home. Flower garden. I love this song because it goes right along with right when we're rolling up, we see a beautiful flower garden and a creepy doll in a desk. I knew I was right at home. And uh, I, you know, I own a lot of creepy dolls that I've collected all over America in antique shops. And I believe in energies to these things. And I could just feel this amazing, great energy at the ranch. Absolutely. Uh, So many fun things in common. We went inside their home. They gave us a tour of their home and uh, KRCL stickers on the foosball table, the KRCL calendar up on the wall. Uh, These are our people, and I'm so glad that they're at the ranch. Um, And the the dolls, that was what brought Candace back to Utah. Oh, yeah. She grew up in Utah, and she was asked to decommission a vintage doll she museum. She talks about that. Does she? Yeah. All right. So oh. if you want to play some of these. Excuse can... me while I step on her toes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's play some clips from um, some of the first interactions with uh, Candace. All right. Here we go. I was not familiar with the ranch, yeah. but Skinwalker, which I use carefully. I don't use the word. Say it. But I learned quickly that, that natives didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. They don't say the word. They don't speak of it. Yeah. It's kind of like the Bringing that energy. Like the devil worship or Satanism. You don't just freely cast it about because you're, it's like an invitation. Remind you, but I kind of figured based on our correspondence that you were in that zone of just coming on here with positive energy. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. intentions. Um, yeah. Intentions are good and sound minded. Absolutely. And it's really nice that not, not produ- like production's not all here and all the people because it does add and oftentimes a negative energy that you can you can feel yeah and that's what drives us off and we have to go yeah. find water and be yeah. swimming to cleanse you know because it's it, you can feel it there's something different i don't know yeah. what it is but there's an electromagnetic bottle force. Hollow good to swim in. uh we've gone there but it's tribal mm-hmm. you need a 
to a permit or be invited by a member of the tribe, which we have, and we have taken a quick dip because it's so close. So I, I, I think we could probably drive down to Homestead too, if you want. I think that would be okay, just for a brief. Yeah. yeah. I love that so much. A pop in. She asked us if we want to go to the homestead, and you can hear Jack go, uh, 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 and then like Eric and I are trying to be as calm and cool as can be, and we're like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess, you yeah. know. <laughs> oh, that old place. Yeah, because we had no idea. What to expect. What we are going to be invited to join in, what we are going to be able to see. And uh, we kind of set those intentions as we were kind of heading in there, having those conversations. Well, speaking of intentions, I love that, you know, Candace uh, confirmed that with us. And we even all kind of were sending it. We were setting a lot of intentions right when we rolled up because we have, you know, the what we've learned about the ranch is it, it can be reactive. Uh, people have different experiences and uh, we were just full of gratitude to be invited and just grateful to be there. And so we wanted to respect the ranch and uh, and came with that energy. So I'm glad she also mentioned it. Um, yeah, we were totally freaking out because we didn't know where we were going. Um, we're going to play a song now. One of their choices. Uh, you know this one. This is Space Oddity, David Bowie. Enjoy. That was Space Oddity by David Bowie, <laughs> chosen by the caretakers of Utah's most out-of-this-world ranch. <laughs> Thanks, Goliath Keys. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Love the energy here. It's, this is so great. Thank you so much for tuning in to KRCL Radioactive. Uh, Eric P. Nelson and myself, Shell Yeah, also known as Sherrick, are uh, filling in for Lara Jones, and we're giving you a little bit of a tour of our experience at Utah's Mysterious Ranch. Um, so, we've now left Candace's and Tom's house, and we're getting in. Um, I'm getting in the car with Candace, in the truck with Candace, and y'all are in the car behind me. And what I've got queued up here is uh, just some of mine and Candace's conversation uh, from the beginning. So, if you want to get those going. So aside from knowing Brandon Fugel, because you went to school together, and you're a uh, anthropologist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, primarily archaeology. That's I mean, my degree was in anthropology, but I did archaeology for mm -hmm. the past 17 years. And yeah, what's crazy is while I was in back in Utah, I'd been away probably 11, 12 years. I hadn't lived in Utah, and I came home to do that project with the curation of this, you know, decommissioning this doll museum. Mm -hmm. And KSL did a story. Brandon saw it on the news and got in touch with a mutual friend of ours and asked if he could come and have a tour of the doll museum. Oh. So that happened. And that is when he handed over this book, The Hunt for yeah. Skinwalker. And he's like, so here's this. And it's top secret, but I bought the rent. I bought it. And so it was it was a no tell for a long time that he owned it. He was like the mysterious owner. But, mysterious. But then yeah. when the show, the wheels started rolling with production, um, the executive producer was like, we'll do it on one condition. You have to come out yes. and be, you gotta own it. And so he finally was like, okay. This is the triangle. Okay. Where they, that's the rocket launcher. Okay, yeah, they're pretty obsessed with that. We the should triangle. maybe. <laughs> you wanna yeah. give them a holler or? Yeah, this is kind of the spot, like the helicopter. You know, it's it's a pinnacle. It's where the, the 
it's like an escarpment or the mesa, it comes to the point. Yeah. And it just so happens that it's kind of formed this triangle shape. Because Tom Winterton, the ranch manager, uh, mm -hmm. whatever, he basically made most of the roads that mm -hmm. we're driving on. This canal, so this is irrigation. Okay. And this is tribal. So right. they have what they call the ditch rider. Mm -hmm. And it's a tribal member who comes and does maintenance. And we're not really meant or allowed to mess around with the canal, even though we, I have pulled some snags out before. Because mm -hmm. like, it's hard to watch something breach. Yeah. And that's impassable. All them witches, workhorse. Another pick from our. Uh, ranch caretakers thank you so much so we're driving along the road headed towards the homestead um, I'm in the truck with Candace we pull over in front of the homestead I get out and see you all like way behind us what was going on there Jack well we've got a sweetheart of a dog a, a ranch dog William full, yeah William aka King Billy full of regal curiosity and ancient wisdom he if we're to compare him to Norse mythology, he's a veritable Heimdall, who's the gatekeeper, keeps watch for invaders at Bifrost, the Rainbow Bridge. King Billy's the best. So the dog walked in front of your car. Is that Would what I'm gathering? Not let us proceed any further. <laughs> yep. I actually got out of the car and was like, all right, come on, get out of the way. And he just stood there, stood ground and would not budge until everybody got out of the car. So. And, and then he did let us proceed, but it's good to have that caution to just not take advantage of just being a freewheeling, curious seeker. We were headed to the place with the most paranormal activity on exactly. the ranch. Yeah. It was a nice little meditative break. So could you say that he was making you take pause? Oh, boy. <gasps> Sorry, <Yes>. folks. <laughs> I don't think anybody would say <laughs> that. <laughs> um, okay, so we're... You had that one ready. No, I really <laughs> didn't. It just came to me. All right. Um, okay. All right. So we're going up to the homestead. We're all getting out of the car. And before we get out of the or right before we get into the ranch, Candace says something to us. Do you want to play that? I can. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, watch your batteries, too. Yeah. You see a constant thing. And it's, I mean, yeah. it's crazy. The drone mishaps, the battery drainage. It's mm -hmm. just something. Um, interesting. All I can say is it's just, it's electromagnetic. It's, there's, yeah, you know, yeah. And I want to uh, take a little note off of that. I mean, we had like five hours of footage, uh, four hours directly from the ranch that we had taken. And I had to whittle it down to about 20 minutes for this show. And there was a lot of weirdness whenever... Uh, Candace would start talking about, like, this is a place where folks have had experiences and then such and such. It was like the audio would just go wacky and either it would sound like she was 50 yards away and talking at a whisper or just big gusts of wind would come in every time. So there was so much that I couldn't capture for you, dear listener, but we're, we're hoping that you're still feeling some of this energy. And speaking of weird noises, we, I, I did find a good weird noise and uh, Eric, you want to play that for us right now? Yeah. Trying yeah. spot, but they've been referring to it as the creamery. So, I so it sounded like a little bit of like the, like a little high pitch, like something like almost like a little drone was flying over us. Eric, you want to play it again? 
Yeah. yeah. Drying spot, but they've been referring to it as the creamery. So I Weird, totally. right? That's like a high-pitched noise. We were in the middle of, like, just this field. There's, And that sound wasn't there before or after. Uh, play it again one more time. Let's just have fun. Yeah. Trying yeah. spot, but they've been referring to it as the creamery. So I What's all that crackling noise? Well, the crackling noise, I'm glad you asked me, Lon. Uh, the crackling noise is uh, we are walking on grass. Uh, we're like tromping through a field and, uh, you know, going through thick bushes and stuff. So I think that's a lot of that. But um, yeah, and some some clips later you'll hear it sounds like someone's playing basketball behind us. It's like there's so many weird noises that came across on this. So And, and many of them are inaudible to us in that moment. And oh, so yeah. it's like I didn't hear that. <laughs> William the dog probably heard all of these. Oh, yeah, he knows what's going on. William sees all. Um, All right. So in the spirit of that, this is another one of their songs that came recommended. Static on the radio. Jim White on KRCL's Radioactive Special Ranch Edition. That was Jim White and Amy Mann with Static on the Radio. Selected for you by ranch caretakers Candice and Tom. Thank you, Gulia. You're welcome. Eric, do you want to catch us up, folks who are just tuning in? So if you are just catching up, uh, this is Radioactive on your community radio station. And uh, my name is Eric P. Nelson with Shell Yeah and Milan. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Milan, Talia, and Jack are here. And we spent a, uh, a day on the... Skinwalker Ranch, which we are just referring to as the ranch. So anytime you hear about the ranch, that is what we are referring to. And now we're going to kind of head into a little bit of conversation on our tour of Homestead Number 2. So this is Homestead 2, and this is an extension of it. Um, there's been some restoration people trying to solve it because it's it's just falling apart. It was getting really bad, especially after they installed cameras on the roof and there's cameras on the mesa. They're, they're everywhere. But um, it's good. It's necessary. I think that people used to come here and buy um, like dairy yeah, products. Yeah. There's like this little yeah. window over here that doesn't. It's, there's no window. It's it's beside that one, but it's just like this little nook where they just would like place put the it there. And yeah. Come, yeah. Yeah. Pick up. Uh, mm-hmm. I had one of those in my house growing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the original snow cone show. Yeah, right? <laughs> and I guess the creamery was across the road, and then the corral, and I'm sure they... I mean, I try to imagine it. Just, I like the... People living here, like, yeah. When this was productive and Oh, active. yeah. People coming through in their little carts and yeah. buggy. Which would have been the, the 20s, 30s. Yeah, I mean, even... So this... So that. 1905... Or so, I think with the first homestead, which is Homestead Three, was built first, and then this one, and then the one we live in. Oh, wow. So 1928's when our place was built, okay. and then they did an addition. But this, yeah, like there's a photograph we have of some people standing out here with the same that it's like an old um, ice box. Thing. Whoa. And the stove has just been <laughs> left here, but uh, yeah, this was here in the onset and it's still in the same spot that we've seen photographs of. Oh my gosh. And uh, yeah, bits of the plaster and 
you can peek in there, but that is this a gas can? A, yep, old mm -hmm. gas can. There's all kinds of old metal and way cool springs from beds or cars. And, yeah. And these are just some relics that were wow. so cool. found and need to probably at some point they need to be cataloged. And I don't. I mean, they're historic artifacts mostly, yeah. but just things that were pulled out from their um, restoration project. But I love the green, the green on the cabinet and the wall. Yeah. And this, just the layers, like yeah. the wallpaper, wall coverings. And they didn't yeah. have electricity when they first built these, oh. but you can see the electric components both here and in Homestead 3, which we'll go to next. Do you know if they were pioneers that Some, built yeah. these ones? Or? I, well, I think that from our research anyway, the Meyer family got in on the homesteading and they built Homestead, we think Homestead 3 first and then this one. It's really hard to find records. We've been to the county assessor and the recorder's office numerous times to try to just get more information on anything, including the ranch house that we live in because there was additions made, but there's no plat maps because it was just kind of the times. Yeah. They, they weren't Ranches, recording it yeah. at the same level we do now yeah. when you have to get a permit to add no a room. Yeah, yeah, there's really very little information on who actually lived in these, especially after the original Myers died, and then they built the house for their, their son, um, Ken and Edith, and they lived there. I mean, the Myers lived in our house for like 50 years. Oh, wow. And then it was the Shermans. Wow. And then it sat vacant until Bigelow came along. For about seven years, so we found, as far as research goes, that we can find yeah. record of who it passed hands through different people, both, you know, the government to this person, to then this person, they would deed it, and then it moved channels. But Bigelow was here 23 years, and then Brandon bought it from him. So, right. yeah, we're the right. second pair of caretakers that we know of. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, so this was all crop. This, and it's really fertile, like the soil yeah. back here, yeah. I think it's, it'd still yeah. be primed farm. Oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah. And um, same with the homestead tree, but here's the cistern. Yeah, there it is. There's the cistern. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to lift it, JK? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good. It looks like the cows haven't been here recently. I don't like when they get through these fences. Sometimes there's a breach or someone forgets to close it. But mm -hmm. And there's the old um, privy outhouse oh, nice. knocked over there. And we used to have one, I guess. We just figured out that the house we're living in had a, a an outhouse in the back as well until they got plumbing which i'm not sure when that was and they brought in the, the septic yeah. tank and i think they used the same space maybe where they had their outhouse and just dug, oh, just dug further out there. yeah that's candace uh lind one of the caretakers of the ranch giving us a tour of homestead too uh, definitely a shortened tour um but it was it's very surprising how much history was in the area um you know she talked about a creamery uh, you know, the, there definitely was a community of homesteaders there, uh, and that was a, definitely a shortened tour. And but there's one more little thing that she mentioned that I wanted to like jump in here and and have us play. Go for it, Eric. We had a dead skunk here. Um, it's probably still around. It didn't. It didn't um, decompose, which is kind of uns. I don't know, I find it a little uneasy 
because it should have right. been scavenged and torn to bits, but it just sat here. I think it's been a year and a half now and it hasn't done anything. So that happened to that cow too. Yeah. Has it yeah, happened to anything nothing, else? Not that we've seen. Okay, so if you've never watched the show, there is a uh, cow that gets uh, that dies, and the autopsy says stress-induced pneumonia. And uh, but the weird thing about that cow passing away, they dragged it to one side of the ranch where normally they take things for the coyotes and stuff to eat. Nothing touched that cow for a year. Like, well, they looked at it a year later, and it was just like slowly disintegrating, but like naturally, no no bugs, no animals, and this sounds like the same thing with the skunk. So that's a weird thing that I find fascinating. <laughs> Anyone have a, any comments on well, that? Well, we were surrounded. One of the nights we heard coyotes going oh, yeah. wild. So you are surrounded by wildlife out there that would take something like yeah. that. Yeah, and so many wild dogs that are just in the area too. Because actually I found out some information that I don't know if the show will get uh, mad at us for spoiling this. But in season one, there's something that attacks their... Uh, the alpaca that they have on the ranch and a neighbor says that that was a wild dogs but they never i think they found out later or whatever but there was it was never retracted so hopefully no one's mad at me for that but but also that's the all neighbors hearsay. they don't know yeah they don't know um it would be interesting <laughs> to be a, it would be interesting <laughs> to be a neighbor in that uh neighborhood because i mean you've got uh, all sorts of experiments going on late hours of the night lasers shooting at the the mason and uh rockets into the air and then helicopters just like circling around spooking cattle and you know like that's a lot for the uh, environment there or just the uh, homeostasis of everyone. So yeah. pretty interesting. Um, all right. So anyone have any comments from when we were at Homestead 2? Short There's comments. Just kind of a foreboding feeling, almost melancholic, but not like in a negative way. It just felt like you had to be respectful yeah, it, it felt kind of sacred um, or just kind of, I mean, and then meanwhile, William, the the dog, King Billy, is just like popping in and out of like the basement holes of the buildings, the yeah. structures. He just appears out of nowhere. And uh, but like he'll disappear. And then all of a sudden, I feel like right when you've I don't know, this happened to me a lot where right when I kind of started feeling creepy, all of a sudden he'd be right at my side and just like pet me. You know, he would just pop up right then. Anybody else get that? Yeah, definitely. It it both felt like going down an elevator and then it opening up and there's William. <laughs> <laughs> the Shining. Well, folks, uh, let's uh, listen in to Dr. Dog. This is Listening In on KRCL Radioactive Ranch Edition. I'm listening. Thanks for listening in. Uh, you're tuned into KRCL Radioactive, and we are touring the ranch, uh, Utah's most mysterious ranch right now, and uh, getting a tour from uh, a couple of the caretakers. And uh, you know, it was it was awesome to just see uh, them in action and how much they care about every aspect of the ranch and making sure that they hold space for it. And the the stories she told, Candace told, and Tom told, uh, and the the attention to detail, every and even every like tree and and uh, you know living things and and inanimate objects all had uh, a special energy to them, and so we're gonna play some clips about that. 
preservation because that's really important to me like yeah. doing the archaeology here and recording these sites because they're not on the record because it's been private property for so long there's not been access to get here to do yeah. the surveys so we're in the works right now of actually doing an archaeological survey of the whole property oh wow so that at least it's on the record and brandon can choose or not choose to share it with you know like the shipo like the state historic preservation office huh. to, to yeah. have the record of these sites because there are these are historic sites anything older Absolutely. than 50 years counts as historic and then there's also prehistoric elements here because mm -hmm. i mean people have been living up here for 10,000 years well i'm glad that people with great energy are the ones caretaking. yeah well, thank you yeah we, we love it i mean and we were you know we had all of the fair warnings from the early days of what this place is and what it can be and yeah. we're just really attentive to the way we feel mm. and if either one of us has that i call it ranch head like you get ranch head and it's like we kind of go even if it's just for a space cruise take a drive listen yeah. to an album and just like yeah. drive except for when we've gotten lost in the oil fields <laughs> they dead end <laughs> that's a cool view but yeah this is a beautiful structure yeah. Because we've seen photos, early photos someone had, and we know that some family named the Locks lived here at some point. The timeline's shaky because we've had different sources tell us different things. That's the hardest part for Tom and I. Is yep. The researchers trying to find out the history. Yeah. There's just too many different, yeah. kind of contradicting stories, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like the property line's been a little weird, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So this is the little nook that's talking about it just oh, was yeah. like the little shelf you know to put bottles of milk or cream today's specials yeah, yeah. come park your buggy and buy <laughs> fresh fresh milk but yeah look at the cottonwoods yeah it's gorgeous yeah it's just beautiful we've been up here at night before and the coyotes uh, did you hear coyotes at all we heard coyotes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh man they're down they run the river well it's the creek but they follow it because there's a tributary to the um, Duchesne River and then there's a three point like where the White River and the Duchesne meet the green. Oh, okay. That's a beautiful, I mean that area is beautiful too if you go down to Uray there's a wildlife refuge. Wow. That's where you should check out mm. because across it's like this wildlife refuge and then across the street are just monsters. Just monsters <laughs> and monsters but there's this oh look over here it's really pretty. It's yeah. A wildlife <laughs> refuge and then over there. <laughs> But the river, we like to follow source, like river sources to see yeah. where it comes in and out. Because this, the course of rivers here are really crazy because the Uintas run the direction that no other no range other does. Really? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So the rivers... The only east-west mountain range. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everyone else. They all go the other way, which is also another strange bit of like, because we're in the basin. We're yeah. in, and this ranch, if you look at a map, Ariel, it's like the drain. Like we're in the drain of wow. this vortex of energy like you know there's places like Sedona and there's Peru there's these spots where there's known energy Dulce, sources people go to get yeah. like you know either rejuvenated or like yeah. in trouble yeah yeah <laughs> I just think this is one of those spots and I think that there's something to do with that strange um, alignment of the mountain ranges and then it also affects the river course it's fascinating. So does this river run a little different then? Uh, well, Dry Gulch Creek, just, it runs east-west, and then it, it goes into the Duchesne River, I think. So it's just a, it's a creek, but it's been here forever. Mm -hmm. cool. And I think it passes through, like, the Bottle Hollow area. But that's a man-made um, reservoir, Bottle, Bottle Hollow. Bottle Hollow is, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
Yeah, because I remember reading in the book, uh, it talked about two creeks where it was like two different tribes, kind of like, you use this creek, we'll use that creek. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, colonization, like, right. we want all of it, and we want to put the fort right there. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I think that must yeah. be it. The different bands, so the Ute were moved here after the Meeker massacre in Meeker, Colorado, and their chief, Uray, never made it to Utah, mm -hmm. but... Um, the people were moved, and then there were the Uncompahgre, the Northern Ute, the White River, and I feel like there's one more I'm missing. But I've heard there were four, and then someone told me there were three bands. But that's probably what you're talking about, the, the battle over, yeah. like, just the water issues. Yeah, it's just I mean, two creeks. Tom and I have seen things out here that we can't describe. For us, it's deductive logic, you know? It's like, what is that not? Like, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. And there's been a few cases where we just you walk away just scratching your head because you can't you can't put a finger on what it is yeah. you, you can basically say what it is not it's not a drone it's not a plane it's not a bird what's yeah. up buddy what's up hmm? you're so sweet king billy letting us know Yay. yep it's like okay let's go <laughs> whenever he does weird stuff like that yep. yeah weird it's just like he's like let's go yep. he's like, hey, let's go Thank he you, buyer sensor. He wouldn't let the car come for you. Stop oh, did he stop? Yeah. yeah. That's good to stop. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, we. I feel like we're okay to just go to the west end and then yeah. flip around. Big time. But, um, yeah, he's intuitive, this one. He's like, you need to see this. <laughs> and he's like, you don't need to go there. No. <laughs> Let's move along. So pretty right now with the <laughs> cottonwoods. Oh, come on, buddy. William. <laughs> He's just a guide. He's just a protector. Yep. You're the best. Making sure everybody gets across the bridge. It's like, slow down. Yeah, Too many yeah, people on at once. Come on, we're going this way. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's confusing. How old is he? Uh, 400. <laughs> no, I, I, we think he's about 10 or 11, based on one of the former Bigelow guards. He was a puppy. Hey, let's get him. He was a puppy when this guy worked here for Bigelow, and he worked here in 2006. So yeah, I guess wait, that's maybe he didn't get. They didn't get him in 2006. Somewhere wow. between 2006 and 2011. But there was another one that died. His, his little buddy. There are two. Ooh, that is nasty water. So he's been here his whole life. He's been here, yeah. He knows no he other. He is the the actual the caretaker, yeah. like the actual he is. He the is. guardian of this place. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Yep. Dogs he, are amazing. He is. He. I don't know what he would do off of this ranch. I mean. Yeah. He's no city dog. No way. <laughs> he doesn't even want to get in this vehicle. He yeah. just wants to race. <laughs> All right, uh, that is Candace Lind from uh, local famous ranch here in Utah. We took a tour, um, myself, Eric P. Nelson, Jack Waters, Gulia Keys, Milan Atkinson. We all uh, went down there and took a tour. And I want to recap some of the things we just heard. Uh, um, so she used the term monsters and she used it several times on uh throughout the tour anyone want to enlighten what the monsters were the real monsters of skinwalker ranch on the outskirts of the boundaries of the ranch and the surrounding neighbors there are outside also of the reservation boundaries oil rigs just 
unfortunately dotting the landscape. The whole horizon just filled with, yeah. Just so much extraction. And we could feel the vibrations. We could feel the energy. I know, Milan, you were struggling with it quite a while. As soon as you got there, you know, what did that feel like, sound like? Any comments? Well, I thought it was a train just hanging out (laughs) all night. Just just running. It was really strange. But then Candace talked about it. And she called it the ghost train. Yeah. It it really is interesting. And also she talked about this is the gutter of the basin. And like, you know, this used to all be Bonneville Lake. And, you know, completely covered Utah. And here we've got all those dinosaur uh, fossils right there in Vernal. And obviously a lot of the fossil fuels that are being um, taken from the land. And so just a lot of interesting energy there in around that neighborhood. Um, another thing that I wanted to bring up, uh, I think we actually skipped the uh, the clip that talked about it, but so there's a lot of caves there and a lot of mining that happens. Um, and uh, when we were at Homestead 2, I believe, we could see uh, from behind the house, Homestead 2 is where a lot of paranormal activities happen, but it just looked like a funnel or a, yeah, a funnel was headed to Homestead 2 with the basin behind it all the way up two separate little ravines and and that went into a little cave at the top of the ravine. It was really interesting, kind of a little vortex of energy right there, but they have a uh, uh, Milton or they have mines there where they mine uh what's the stuff that you make vinyls with? Gilsonite. Gilsonite and Gilsonite. they thought it was coal and so they just had a lot of explosions. Anyways, um Really fascinating. We're running short on time, but there's uh, definitely look into the history of this area. And um, on the show, they play a frequency um, on one of the episodes because they kept picking up a weird 1.6 gigahertz sound. And uh, so they played it at a local radio station in Roosevelt. And we have a little bit bigger of a tower here. So we want to play that right now. And maybe, uh, well, after they played it, in the area, later that night, there were uh, lights that appeared in the sky in the local community. So we're going to make sure that we all have a good reason to watch the skies tonight. Uh, you want to play that for us now, Eric? Spooky. All right. So it was a very great trip, and while we were there, yes, we did find out the secret of Skinwalker Ranch, and I even got it on tape. Actually, the secret is William. You heard it here first, folks. The secret of Skinwalker Ranch is William. Thanks so much uh, for tuning in. Thank you, Lara Jones, for letting us take over. Thank you, Water Wellness, for keeping us hydrated on our trip. Jeremy Condor from Huge Brands, you're amazing. And most of all, thanks so much to Candice and Tom. We were over the moon about what solid humans you are. And we loved that you uh, planted the seed for this to happen. And uh, to Brandon Fugel for granting us permission and allowing us to explore such a special place. And thank you for all the actions you're taking in preserving and documenting the ranch. The caliber of humans you have watching over the ranch just speaks volume. Thank you so much. Thank you to my team. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks for Definitely tuning in. Go online and check out the pictures. We posted some pictures behind the scenes of the ranch on KRCL social media. So go check that out. 
Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for Democracy Now! Somebody's watching me And I got no privacy Oh, sometimes I feel like watching me What'd you say, Jack? To go out by the Utes Like take a left out of there? Yeah Thanks I'm gonna keep this rolling in the car while we still have our happy buzz Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was cool. Do you believe in magic? Literally four hours. Yeah, don't drive yet. I know. Exactly. Four hours? Yeah. Longer than I thought. Is yeah. this real life? Yeah, I'm like, maybe some photos. Alright, bye.